Told y'all before it was supposed to the bow. Nothing but the repeat with Wentz back on the throne. All we do is set trends, so you know what we on. Yep, I'm back with the remixes, fourth and jaw. All birds, all Philly, midnight green. Things changing for the better since we got that ring. Put the league on notice, we're not done. 2019, we adding another one, yeah. You heard me right on every Tuesday night. Eight to ten, birds of a feather got that flight. Nothing but the hot takes. Back with the big facts for the Fans by the fans, exactly where we at. Pull up to the tailgate, stop by F1. Baptized by the Pope, been bass for everyone. Flying in from the West Coast, even overseas. Get blessed by Ginger Jesus, we disciples of the tree. E-A-G, wait, C-H-M-P. S, don't stress, we on the same conquest. Dominate the division, destroy the NFC, conquer the AFC. Grab that Vince Lombardi, went to AJ. Clem it up the gut, be grand with the strip sack. This sound familiar, huh? Aguilar on the slot, Sproles with the return, Mills with the pick six, so can't wait, it gets worse, J-Train on the run, J-E hitting from 60, Fletcher C in that D-line, that's what you don't want to see, Erks catching tubs, foes on another level, the Superboy, the only time you see that Philly special, we live from Broad Street, brotherly loves the heartbeat, hungry dogs run faster and we don't eat cheap, no one likes us and we don't care, cause we from Philly and we ain't never scared, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Happy, happy, happy holidays to everyone out there in Philadelphia and all over the Eagles world out there. This is 4th and John, episode 83, and this is Eagle Sessions, a.k.a. Gail Saunders, uh, repping for the 4th and John crew today. I got my three wise men who I'll introduce shortly, but let's talk about life. You know, life is about a series of moments. A series of moments is what makes life, and looking back at this, uh, this great win, by the Philadelphia Eagles, there's these moments in a football life which can really tell a story for a player's career. Uh, And that player we're talking about is Nick Foles. I mean, Nick freaking Foles. Third down in the season from the 11-yard line. Everyone's waiting. What is going to happen? He hits Alshon Jeffrey. The crowd ignites. It's it's crazy. All of all of a sudden, we look, we see Nick Foles, our baby, our Super Bowl baby, on the ground, wincing in pain. We went from cheering to the Almighty to Oh my God, we're gonna have to bury this guy. And to see him take a shot like that, he finally gets up. But before that. The hair on my neck is standing up. The the hair on my arms is standing up. As the crowd starts to clap. Foles. 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 Foles gets up. He gets up. He takes one playoff. We all, uh, you know, a a sigh of relief there. Foles comes back and brings this offensive unit down the field. Strike after strike. Uh, It was brilliant. Jake Elliott, again, 
closes out a game with a uh, a huge kick. But this that moment is is something that we will not forget. And these moments, uh, I mean, you can't take back. And it, it's about living in the moment, enjoying a, a game, enjoying with your friends, having a Christmas holiday celebration, knowing that your Eagles got a W. How good do you feel? And, uh, you know, Today, I, I don't have my, my fourth and John brothers with me, but I do have these three wise men. They don't have frankincense and myrrh with them, but they have presence. They have presence. And uh, to my left, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Jeffrey Lineski, a.k.a. the classic man, classic Jeff, fan of the uh, tailgate. Uh, how are you doing today, man? Confused. Confused? Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's it's been an amazing run. It's been... A series of ups and downs. We're on a crazy roller coaster, to say the most or the least, this year. I, I I hate having to count on other teams because we we saw that this weekend. We were hoping Monday night when our boy, our our probably arguably the greatest coach we've ever had in Philadelphia history, Andy Reid, had an opportunity to do us a big solid mm-hmm. on Monday night. Had a chance to knock off Seattle, which for your, anyone who does or doesn't know, would have given us two opportunities then on Sunday. Assuming an Eagles win would have meant that either a Seattle loss or a Minnesota loss would have then put us into the playoffs. So I'm just a little confused right now. Confused? I I feel good. I think we're going to win Sunday. I I I think we steamroll Washington. Apparently, but, but, are, but are you happy about the dub? You gotta you gotta show some respect to the dub, no? You know, I'm excited about the dub, but but it didn't have that it didn't have that feeling when when I left the stadium as. The other huge kick that was made last year by Jake Elliott against the Giants in Week 3, and, and I wrote about that for Fourth and John, where I used the analogy of Mr. Destiny, the, the Disney movie, where there's a moment, and, and you just mentioned this, Gail, in life, where one thing versus something else happen can propel or catapult you in a completely different direction. And him making that kick was like hitting a walk-off home run. You know, Jake Elliott makes that. We're now two and one. We've beaten two division opponents. Now we're we're a team that's going to start steamrolling. We have confidence. We have everything going for us. I, I didn't feel that. I felt great that we won. It was awesome because now we're still alive. But there's so much out of our control, and not controlling our destiny is what frightens me. Oh man, that well, your your reaction! Wow, me. I, I was I was, I was <laughs> waiting for some more love. Maybe we'll have to get some love yeah. on the right side over here. Uh, Adrian FedQ, uh, bitter birds yeah. and Philly influencer. How are you doing today? Well, I, I, well, right now I'm uh, I'm feeling the effects from okay. the, the last two days. Uh, a beautiful Christmas, lots of eggnog, uh, beautiful time with the family. I'm feeling good though because it was a great win. To still stay in the playoff hunt, to still be in it, considering where they kind of were a couple weeks ago, right. kind of ready to give up on the season, it's it's feeling a lot like oh eight if you think about it. You, you know that if this Eagles team gets in the playoffs, they're going to be dangerous. And the NFC is starting to kind of falter. Saints are coming down the earth. The Rams they were just beat by by the Eagles. True. So if this team gets in, who knows what can happen? And oh eight obviously Eagles were were not really in, in control of their own destiny. Right, right. Needed help. From it was Oakland beating Tampa Bay, 
and Houston beating Chicago. That got the Eagles in the playoffs. So if if they can get help this week, obviously from uh, hopefully you know please Chicago, <laughs> please don't pull the starters. But but the the more important thing might actually be this Rams game and the 49ers just hanging around. They need to hang around. If, if the Rams blow them out early. Chicago's going to take their starters out. Minnesota's going to roll to that victory. So uh, got, got to count on those 49ers, those pesky 49ers as well. Not only uh, I hate Chicago. To count, I, hate, I hate to count on other people. I know. Today, you know we're, we're, we're out of control here. Yeah. But I, you know, today I'm going to count on uh, Diaz. Right on. From Philly Influencer. That's right. How you doing today, man? Pretty good. Now, Adrian right here was a little too hot. And Jeff was a little too cold. I'm good. I'm just right. I'm right in the middle. Oh, you're, I, bringing us, you're bringing us back. Yeah, I feel I, I'm right in the middle. This is uh, you know, Jeff. This, this is an amazing win. The quest. The question was, you know, Nick Nick Foles. What do we? How do we feel? I, I thought you were describing a Disney movie. If I didn't even hear, it sounds like Nick Foles, the hero of Nick Foles, comes in again. Um, he was writing his own it Disney was, movie. It, it's just it's crazy the way that the team changes with Nick Foles. You know what I mean? And it's I don't know if it's injuries coming back or if it's the play callers or the offensive line play or the defense making you know key stops. But something changes with uh, with Nick Foles. I, on the other hand, I, you know I just don't see. Even there was a tweet I think uh, some Chicago reporter was, said that Matt Nagy is going to keep his eye on that game. And if at halftime it it doesn't make sense. He's pulling his players, yeah. you know, so and that's kind of how I think it's going to go. I mean, you know, there's been weirder things that happen. But when you take a look at it, the likelihood of, you know, San Francisco beating the Rams, it's, it's just I mean, at ha- you know, making it close at halftime before Chicago pulls someone. I, I just don't see it happening. I, it's let about me, hanging around. Let me ask That's you guys a question. Do. Do, do you think the league did the wrong thing or the right thing by moving our games to 4 o'clock where the Bears are now going to have a chance to scoreboard watch versus playing a 1 o'clock game against Minnesota, which they would have been, us playing a 1 o'clock game, and then that Rams game still being at 4? Do you think... Do you think the league was right to do that? I think they did us a disservice. I mean, we're we're trying to like we have we have a scenario that's locked up in our minds that like all right, so all the Bears have to do is win this game, and they have to because they don't know what's coming down the pike. Now the the games are all be playing at the same time, and like uh, Diaz said, yeah. you can watch the scoreboard, and any smart coach is not going to jeopardize his players when he doesn't have to. Uh, you know. Now we got to root for the 49ers. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that betting line wouldn't be as drastic if that Chicago game was at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really think they care whether they did us a favor or not. I think it's all about money, and they're going to put everyone into Entertainment that 4, yeah, for that the 430, red zone. That 430-425 slot, I think that just makes more, you know, they're going to have some, some big games right there that they weren't originally going to have. So yeah. well, you, I think that's the main reason. You know, you, you, you did touch on betting lines there, and— the Bears line, interestingly, with Minnesota, it opened at Minnesota minus seven, yeah. and it's already down to four and a half. And anyone who knows gambling or is watching gambling or has seen it over the years, half point either direction doesn't mean anything. Two and a half point move on a line, you know, three days hours, out. hours, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a huge jump. That's a huge jump. That's, that's people in the betting community saying, this is outrageous. This game's going to be a lot closer. Now... Does it mean anything, or is that just smart gamblers jumping on a line? I don't really know that. But typically when you see a big line move like that, it means people really believe in the other side. 
Take that for what it's worth. Or maybe guys. people don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, maybe it's a Kirk Cousins effect. That's what happens. Wow, Kirk Cousins getting seven at home. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, talk, talk about believing in something. Uh, I mean, Nick Foles has given us something to believe in. He's given the city to, something to believe in. And these players something to believe in. And it's weird. You know, I, I haven't partaken in any Foles versus Wentz uh, commentary on the T.O. Every time I look at it, I want to break my phone. Uh, but, you know, we run a podcast here. We ha- we have to talk about different scenarios. But I'm not going to Vols versus Wentz. I'm just going uh, in, in a situation. His performances have been lights out. Uh, the offense looks like it's ignited. Uh, you know, 9.1 uh, uh, per play. Uh, yeah. la- last week against the Rams was the best of the season. And, and then we, we bested again this week. Uh, there's players who are starting to sh- – uh, showcase their talents and whether it be Sproles or with the deep ball and Swagalore, uh, you know, even though, you know, uh, Zach Ertz breaking the record, uh-huh. tight end record mm-hmm. receptions, which is amazing. He still got, he what did I get, 12 targets or 16 yeah. targets? 16, 16 targets, targets, 12 receptions. You know, Alshon Jeffrey uh, had limited targets, but he made, uh, you know, did what he had to do with his limited targets. Mm-hmm. Darren Sproles was a, a danger in, in the past game. Beep, beep. Uh yeah man who who doesn't love Darren Sproles and and for, first first and foremost all of you people who are trying to bury Darren Sproles during the season he scored three <laughs> yeah no, yeah sorry, he's got over here. There, there's a whole bunch of, right there's a whole bunch of you and <laughs> hey. he scored three touchdowns to in the last three weeks but uh, a guy who's been tremendous uh, Nick Foles I mean there are so many stats that Nick Foles has shown. Over the last couple of games, it's it's outrageous. Yeah, nuggets on top of nuggets. It's 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 insane. Um, so I mean, moving forward, uh, Nick Foles' performance. What is what does this mean for Carson Wentz? Like in, in his psyche and the way we uh, carry on and move on, and how do we handle Carson Wentz? Uh, what is, what does this mean? I, I spent the last couple of days, everyone we all saw were on social media. We see Carson with his wife, you know, at home with the dogs and everything. And he's all happy and Merry Christmas and remember what this is really about. And I'm looking at these pictures and he's smiling and happy. I'm like, this is got to be eating him up inside in the middle of this picture. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, he's an ultra competitive. Um, I, I would think just watching the way that this team performs with Nick Foles. And he, Nick Foles has been amazing. I think he trusts his receiver. It gives him a little bit more breathing room, you know, uh, go up and get it and that kind of thing. But, I mean, the defense is playing better. And then the coaching kind of looks better. And then the, the the whole offense looks better. And it seems that when we make the switch to Foles, Foles doesn't affect all those different things unless there is some secret underground Wentz backlash within the locker room, which we know there's none. So I would think he would just be, you know, happy and frustrated at the same time. You know, loves his guys. I'm proud of my guys. But, you know, I want to do this. I want to be out there. And they had to hold him back. You know, they have to hold him off the field. So if they do make the playoffs, then what happens? That's that's the interesting conversation. Interesting conversation. There's no question if if the chips fall on Sunday and we make a trip out to Chicago or we make a trip to L.A., whichever it's going to be, number nine is the starting quarterback. Oh, yes. And there's no hesitation. I wouldn't even blink. Wentz healthy or not, you're rolling with Foles the rest of the way. Right, which causes, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, six months, seven months of us, uh, you know, arguing back and forth every day on it. Do you roll with a hot hand or do you roll with a guy who 
statistically look good this season, but the team as a whole didn't perform well around him. And that's the question you got to ask yourself today. Who gives your team the best shot to win another Super Bowl? And it's Nick Foles. I, I, I hear you, but I think... Say that with your chest, too. Said it with my chest. Yeah, you, you really... Well, I, I he's wearing, I he's wearing a uh, Wentz jersey right now. I mean, you know? Speaking of numbers, I mean, Rube, uh, you know, Rube had some... Big shout-out to And he Rube. knows. Rube he knows. Rube knows. Rube knows. Oh, he knows. Uh, he had some insane stats on third downs with Nick Foles. In his last seven games since the start of last year's playoffs, Foles' third and fourth down numbers are almost unbelievable. 65 for 80 for 814 yards, eight eight touchdowns, and no interceptions for 142.4 passer rating. In the second half of those games, he's even better. 34 for 37 for 329 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 143.3 rating. That's six incomplete passes out of 37 attempts on third or fourth down in the second half since last year's postseason began. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's so crazy because we're talking about uh, the d- difference between this year's team and last year's team, the you know, third down efficiency. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we're yeah. missing. Uh, them, their ability to score uh, you know, in the red zone. They're finally putting up numbers, 30 burgers, man. Keeping drives yeah, and That was all last year. I mean, they're at, they averaged, what, with, 31 with, points last year? With, with Carson Wentz. Right. That's the thing we, we're forgetting about. But think about it just real quick. Looking back in history, when has there been a situation of having two quarterbacks on the same team like this where you got to make a decision? Montana and Steve Young. Young. Steve yeah. Young, yeah. yeah. There you go. Who else? The only other one that I could think about, and, and it was kind of different because— Romo Deck. Brady Bledsoe. Yeah. Rogers Favre. There you go. But, yeah, but, you but again, none of those. More than you think. You know, in in the Brady Bledsoe situation, Bledsoe never really won anything. He right? got to the Super Bowl with was them it, before, though. Breeze, they love Bledsoe. Bre- Breeze Rivers too. Breeze River. Yeah, but that they kind of the traded. Injury? Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. They they traded it. They wanted Rivers. I mean, Rivers was an obvious thing. Bledsoe, no, those. I mean, the Patriots. I can't wait for this thing to be over because they can go back to how we remember it. With the Patriots, were like a terrible, terrible, normal AFC East team, and get rid of them. But they, I mean, they loved Bledsoe when uh, you know until Brady kind of swept them away that first year of Brady. But after the injury, he took over and never mm -hmm. looked back. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, uh, talking about Carson Wentz, uh, you talked about Carson Wentz. Uh, Is he behind the scenes? Fighting, you know, fighting to get in there. Oh yeah, they said. I, I think it's uh, we're at a point where, you know, it's like if if I'm if I'm Carson Wentz and I I go to that stadium every week, I see that statue out there with Nick Foles, right? And me being a godly man, do I? I'm still being a football player. I'd still be competitive as all hell with myself. Seeing that situation, and, and I know they're 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 godly brothers. They they really root for each other. You can you can tell. I mean the the su- support system that they have, but I, I think, I mean, does Carson Wentz? Um, do you think he's starting to question mm-hmm. things? They're brothers, but you know, brothers also can fight, and fight be competitive. Yeah. And uh, as Carson Wentz is the ultimate competitor, I, I think what this is going to do is this is going to really drive him this offseason. I, I think that's what's going to ultimately happen. You know, you're hearing with the debates with Eagles fans going back and forth. So ultimately, you're going to have the entire offseason where he's healthy. So this is the key because he obviously didn't have that luxury last offseason. So you're going to have the healthy offseason. The ultimate drive, the ultimate competitor of Carson Wentz coming out next year, I, I think he's going to come out house of fire 
to start 2019. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, if it's it's easy to sit here and look at the situation, like think about Foles, Super yeah. Bowl winning MVP. But has anyone like went back and looked at Foles' career? It's it went off the tracks. He wanted to talk about retirement. He was you know mm-hmm. thinking about uh, uh, retiring after being with the Rams. Uh, he got cut on live uh, television. Was on the uh, oh yeah, hard knocks. Hard yeah. knocks. I mean, his career that, was. But, that, but that's Jeff Fisher. I mean, he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing, right? But I mean, that's, but and they, Mike Crow was there too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. But, but you know, do you think about his career? It's it, you know, these these kind of moments can change Carson Wentz's career. Mm-hmm. This is where the fire ignites. What you were talking yeah. about. This is where he learns. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. I'm like Ben Simmons, who can't learn to shoot after watching oh, whoa, his performance whoa, whoa, last year. Whoa, you know what whoa, I mean? Okay. But um, but I I think for short term though, I would yes. What's Wentz thinking? I would think he's looking at everyone else around and be like, man, everyone's raising their game. Nick Foles has looked amazing, but everyone else is raising their game. Where like the Nashville game or the Carolina, these are just two games. We'd be in a completely different situation right now, where there was just lapses of focus. Um, from across the team, across the staff, and from himself as well. But it's just they are so tied together the last few weeks. Um, it really looks like a different team, you know, and just substituting one guy in there, the main part of the team, or the main part of the offense at least, um, it can't change all those other things around it, I, no. I feel. So I would, I would, he might feel, I don't want to say resentful, I don't know what the correct word is, but looking around like, hey, man, why can't you guys step up like this for me, too, you know? Um, and he, I, Carson Wentz has mentioned a couple of times he's talking about human moments, being a human, like having these feelings. I mean, you know, you never know, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff, you were going to say something? No, I mean, the team, again, and I go back to last year, and, and the reason I continue to revert to last year when I talk about Wentz versus Foles this year is, is I'm, I'm in the camp that, again, I don't believe for a second Wentz was 100% healthy this year. And everything we've seen, save for a guy like Adrian Peterson, who's a freak of nature, whenever you have that that big injury to the ACL and the MCL, it, it takes more than a year to come back for these guys. And his throwing motion was a little bit off this year. Wentz's footwork was a little bit off this yeah, year. Yeah, certainly. You know, I don't. It's tough to say because we're not really comparing a healthy Carson Wentz and a healthy Nick Foles. We're comparing an eighty-five percent, eighty percent. Carson Wentz to 100% Nick Foles and if you said hey last year the body of work for Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles this year I'd be like Carson Wentz no question but it's tough to compare him this year because the one guy's playing on a busted leg you know you got you got three wheels out of four out there and I can see why the team doesn't perform better better to prove your point uh, we bring up Tom Brady I brought up this stat on, on the Philly Influencer podcast a couple weeks ago Tom Brady 28 touchdowns 13 interceptions in the year after he tore his ACL two years later 36 touchdowns four INTs so you can see right there boom well yeah I mean the, the thing though is if we go your route Jeff and they make the playoffs and falls and I 100% understand that uh, that point but if he's if Wentz is healthy and you don't go back to him, there's like even though they like each other, you know, as 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 people and as friends and support each other, someone is going to have to. There, there's going to be a long conversation about what we do. Foles is, you know, he's up. Does he move on? Are we going to resign him? What happens if we sign him? Then then you are taking those calls for Wentz, and it's just it's almost like the politically. I don't know if. I get it. If it's a ninety percent Wentz, his his back is healed up over the last three three or four weeks. He can, he's healthy enough to perform 
in a healthy way than he was before the injury here. But then you have healthy foals. So what do you do? Yeah. I, you know, I think you have to give your franchise quarterback, you know, the, the position. It, it creates an interesting dynamic between right. Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson in the way that he handles his. I mean, as a quarter, as a coach, head coach, you're handling psyches to players, right? Like if you, managing egos, you know what I mean. Like, what does he tell him behind the scenes? You know, but a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about seeing Carson Wentz the first time that he got hurt against the Rams, and we went down, and the way he got up, the first time he got up, I was like, I've never seen him get up like that. I've been watching him in practices. I've been watching training camp. I watch. There's something wrong with him. Right. You can't. And then. He he can't stop himself from being a competitor. That his leg is, uh, he's torn. His ACL is torn, but he's like, I gotta score a touchdown. So it's a part where the franchise and the organization has to step in and protect him from himself. Right. Like he, absolutely. He's a young guy. He's a young buck. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. I mean, now if we're going to a situation where the Eagles. When they make the playoffs, right? They make that little run, okay? <laughs> they get it in the playoffs. Uh, do you guys uh, put Carson Wentz back in? No. I do. I'm, I do. I'm, I'm talking, this is a month from now. This is like a month from now. Well, it would be next week. Yeah, it'd be next week. There's no month from now. Yeah. There's there's next week. And you're going to say to yourself, okay, is, is so he We're talking Super week? Bowl, bro. Oh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're taking so, it from so, the top. Hold on. So, well, so you're listen. saying Nick Foles leads them to the Super Bowl, and they have to decide between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles in the Super Bowl? You got to go Foles. You then. go Foles. Go yeah, Foles. you're, you're yeah. talking about trotting a guy out there that hasn't played football in almost two months again at that point. I was just checking to see where you guys were on Wentz. And well, that's part of the big reason why I wouldn't put Wentz back in at this point. And, and if he's not 100% healthy going against that Chicago Bears defense, put Nick Foles out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you can tell he's not 100%, though. He, he's definitely not 100%. I mean, it, you can see it in his eyes. He, to me, see it on the he's tape when you watch him. Yeah. to what he did as a rookie, and I think that's very common in rookie quarterbacks where they have a tendency to lean on a guy, and that's why for years you always talked about a quarterback's best friend is a tight end, and the reason is because that guy's right in front of him, right? right. It's not Always the guys, check down right there. It's not the guys outside on the numbers. The tight end is always lined up right on the tackle, right on the, the tackle line, so the mm-hmm. quarterback has a tendency to focus in on them and right in your line of sight at all times exactly they're not going through their progressions they're a little bit hesitant but you know i'll ask this question to you guys what if any scenario are you either making calls on wentz or you're picking up the phone on wentz is there a scenario for you where you would do that wow you were talking about this before the show now i would always pick up the phone just because i could see what the outside value is to him Mm -hmm. and get a range um, just because I, but I would never, I wouldn't make the move unless it was something like, okay, if they offer you five first round picks and three second round picks, it's like, I don't know. I mean, even then you're like, you got your guy for the next 10, 15 years. It's the hardest position to fill. You know, I, how can you do that? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. It trade, doesn't make it's sense. Trading the goat. If Foles wins, no. this, if yeah. Foles run, if Foles runs it again. I'm going to give you this. No. Foles runs no. the table. No. Yeah. No. no. Is there, is there anything? No. Burn this tape. Is, is, there, is, there, is there anything at down. all that you would say, again, we're listening. We're not making any phone calls. But is there is there something out there that you would say? There's none. Mm-mm. You know, there was a guy named Kurt Warner who had a Hall of Fame career who also started at 28, who had two different teams to a Super Bowl, won one of them. And now you're saying, all right, I got another guy at 28 who's now done it twice. Why wouldn't I keep him if I could get a haul? 
I think is there, one, so. I, you're there's taking, three guys. Three guys. You're this taking this podcast outlier. is going off the rails right now. Yeah, you're we're taking not, an outlier right there. Like that's that's an but, outlier. But it's a hypothetical. That's we're just having a little fun. Right. It's no. a little Christmas well, fun. If you keep Nick Foles, you better make sure that offensive line is playing as elite as it has the last three weeks. Uh, only one sack allowed. I, I got some numbers too. So since we can kind of transition to this conversation. Week 16, 2.32 seconds per pass release for Nick Foles. That was tied for fifth among quarterbacks. And week 15, it was 2.19. So you look at those numbers alone compared to the rest of the season, where Nick Foles was and where Carson Wentz was. Carson Wentz, 2.49 seconds. So you'd think, oh man, Nick Foles, he's, he's getting the ball out quicker. Carson Wentz, he's holding on to the ball too long. But you look at the first two weeks, 2.79 seconds for Nick Foles. So the offensive line is playing so much better, substantially better since the start of the season. And that's allowing even some of the deep shots downfield. Well, wait, is that the line or is that the quarterback? Because you're, you're saying two different things there. Because you're saying no, he's well, getting the ball out what, quicker. What I, but, well, he's getting the ball out quicker because what's he's happening, scrambling around. he's not having to scramble around and sidestep pressure, which is what okay. Carson Wentz had to do. If you remember... The, the offensive line was leading the league in quarterback hits allowed yeah. forever, and it might still be that way. And, uh, and, and we're just seeing the line play so much better. Nick Foles is getting the time, and when Nick Foles has that time, he can pick you apart. But when, he, when you pressure him, that's when you get him the bad Nick Foles. So there you go. Yeah, I, I was talking about earlier this season, will the real Nick Foles stand up? And I think right now this is the Nick Foles. This is the real Nick Foles. I think he's, his, his, his career has taken a perfect progression. Like he's, I mean, he he looks comfortable. He looks confident. He does. He looks like he's playing within the moment. That's His whole thing is about the moment. Like he's like, I live in the moment now. I don't think about tomorrow. I think about today. I think about the next play and being there for my my teammates. And being there for the teammates has been like uh, a common denominator. A lot of these players love playing for each other. And I think at this point in the season, when you're banged up, when your finger is broken like uh, Craven LeBlanc, Craven. I mean, yeah. you you put aside injuries. We just released. You're just like, was it was it Bosby? Wasn't it? No, we, yeah, we released Bosby. And Sh- Bosby. Yeah. yeah. Um, you you put your body on the line, and I, I think uh, you know you're talking about how the offensive line has played. I think uh, also you know Carson Wentz likes to extend the plays. Yeah. When you know where Nick Foles, as a lineman, you're like, all right, I know Nick Foles, is, the draft is going to be only in these parameters. Yep. Wentz is going to be... He could be anywhere. He could be anywhere. Long, yeah. He could be anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, n- n- not that it's a knock against Wentz. He has that mobility, uses it, but at times it can hurt for, for linemen. Like, they're like, you know, they're, he takes a sack. They don't know yeah. where he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I think I heard that there's, there's no real phone call coming in. Uh, you guys, no. So, so let me ask this then: They're getting uh, uh, elevator music. When so, they call. Yeah. so Nick, I'm Paul's not taking phone calls because I don't want to do anything stupid. That's why. <laughs> but you, you know, you, you talk about the unpopular opinion, and, and Malcolm Gladwell. If you guys are familiar with any of his work, he wrote a book called Outliers, amongst a lot of other things. But you know, he talked about doing what is the right decision versus the popular decision, and it's tough in this situation because we don't have a crystal ball. We'll never know that. Right. We'll know it. Sorry. We'll know that five years, ten years, when we see the progression of Wentz's career. And God willing, if Wentz can do half of what Foles has done, then I'll call his career a success if he brings us one title. But let's move on. What happens to Nick Foles at the end of the season? Does he pay his $2 million and opt out and sign a big mega deal? Yes. I mean, it's time to get his money. 
Yeah. He, he he's he's done what he's done for this. I, I mean, he he talked about it in in um you know he he knows the time is here. Like I mean, did you, go, you guys watch him in that press conference? Yeah. Oh yeah. Got, yeah. got a little choked up, man. Yeah. That was another Disney moment. Beautiful Even words. Nick Foles is write, writing his own Disney movie right now. Literally. And Nick yeah. Foles on his time in Philadelphia. There's a chance. Foles-able? That was terrible. Th- <laughs> Here's Nick Foles on his time in Philadelphia. There's a chance it's coming to an end, but at the end of the day, I'm very grateful for every opportunity to play here, play in front of our fans, to wear that jersey no matter what. No one can ever take that away from me. This was a special one night. I don't know what the future holds. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to focus on now. Enjoy being in Philadelphia. Enjoy the people. Enjoy wearing this jersey because it's some of the most special moments in my life. That guy's ready to move on. Yeah, he's ready to go. In, in, in a weird way. Like he's, you know, he's he knows what's coming down the line. He yeah. knows it's Carson Wentz's team. Um, and he's there for it. Yeah. Well, you he know? said all the right things from day one. From, from the moment he took over the team last year to the moment he's taken over the team again this year. I mean, Nick, Nick Foles could actually take teach a class to quarterbacks on how to be a professional. Because that dude says the right thing, literally, yeah, all the time. All <laughs> professional players, not just quarterbacks, on that. You know, you get so many. You know, there's so much ego involved with this because you know your payday uh, is dependent on it right. and, and all this stuff like this. So he, uh, yeah, he always says the right thing. He always seems like he's being genuine, mm-hmm. which you don't get most of the time. It's a lot of corporate speak sometimes from these guys with this stuff but he does always he always says the right things and you believe him and you think he's a genuine guy um i mean and, and he also likes to share uh he spread the ball to nine different receivers uh this amazing week. number nine nine is a huge number nine nick Foles. nine jersey number nine. Oh my god uh, magic number but i mean of nine uh, the illuminati uh, uh nelson aguilar uh, a guy who's been kind of missing. Yeah, I wasn't sure he was still on the squad. A guy who got a little feisty with the coaches comes up and that that play was an audible from Nick Foles. Yep. Um, yeah. Do you think you know guys have been uh, misused this season? He toasted Honey Badger on that play. Yeah. I uh, I've been banging the uh, Grow Must Go drum uh, mm-hmm. the last yeah. couple of months. I don't know if it was Grow or what. I don't know if it's Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's the whole team, but uh, that. That long play, that was the thing of beauty, man. I had the perfect oh. line on it. I had the perfect line, and he back, fl- uh, back splashed right into the, uh, yeah. the end zone. It was like that game last year. It was, it was great. The Arizona game, yeah. I, I mean, I, I th- tweeted out during that play. I said, Petty Aguilar is my favorite Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. when, I'm just like, that touchdown, you know. That's, I know that's uh, Swagalore. Deshaun Swagler, Jackson right. did that first, but I just, for a guy who came from his the career that he had and was questionable at one point to having a breakout season last year. And then, you know, for him to get that moment, I was like, man, we've been missing that. Yeah, and, and that ball that he threw, that beautiful trajectory, it makes me think of some things that Carson Wentz can actually learn from Nick Foles. Carson kind of throws a flat ball sometimes when he throws it deep and even even throwing it to Alshon Jeffrey, letting him get outstretched, throw it up so he can go up and get it. Got up and snatch it like a shark. And Carson Wentz, he kind of throws it, again, a little flat. Doesn't allow him to go up and get it the way Nick Foles does. So uh, that, that throw makes me think of that. Yo, Carson, take a look at the tape. Ooh. You know, just just learn a little couple things. That's all. I mean, the thing I like is when the team utilizes their players and where they like actually win. Like, yeah. if I bring you in like a, a blunt last year, you use him to his abilities. Right. A guy like Alshon Jeffrey, a 50-50 ball specialist, that means he... 
can catch the jump ball. He's a 70-30 specialist. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? um, a guy with Nelson Aguilar, he has that kind of speed. Uh, yeah, they're utilizing it, and you know they've said that he's not the deep threat. Um, but speaking of deep threats, Mike Wallace was just activated. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could also be interesting to see how the offense looks with a real deep threat with all these other weapons. Uh, yeah. But coming to, down to another weapon in this offense, the Golden Tate trade. Uh, yeah. Can we kind of agree that that was a failure? Yeah, I do. I mean, it, that's a, a third round pick is quite valuable, and you're not going to resign him here. I, I, I'd do the trade again. You needed yeah, a spark. I agree with it that. just didn't work out. Sometimes moves don't work out, whether it's you know his fit within the team or the team not adapting to his skills, or you know I, I don't know where that mix is. But we needed we needed a jolt somewhere. Um, it wasn't the guy we thought we were bringing in. We thought we might be bringing in a, a corner or something like that. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy they made the trade. It just unfortunately this one is a goes in the L column. Yeah, I would just say that actually what works out is that, and and I think it was Jimmy Kemsky that wrote about this. He's always on point with his analysis that assuming Foles moves on and signs somewhere, we'll get a compensatory third round pick anyway. So. To me, it's a, a net zero, and we brought in a guy that we thought could have made a difference. Yeah, Maybe we haven't had a chance to, to utilize him the right way. Maybe it's been offensive play calls. Maybe it was quarterback play. Whatever it was, it just didn't work out. But I, I think it's a net zero for us. I don't really think in the long run it, it's going to impact us yeah, one way could, or another. It could be like a fourth round. Yeah, yeah third, it's going to be like a fourth or third fifth. Or fourth. Yeah. yeah, most likely. I'd still rather have a third and a fourth and a fifth. I mean, yeah. I mean it's, <laughs> but, but another but, guy in the offense who's fit so well is Zach Ertz. I mean, this guy has, you know. Okay, can I say something uh, real quick on, on, on the Golden Tate thing? So uh, the thing that I have been noticing recently they're using more stacks and bunches in the slot. So uh, with Golden Tate bringing him, he obviously knew there, there was like an overabundance of slot receivers. You had Aguilar and Jordan Matthews and Golden Tate. You didn't really know how, how to use these guys. Well, Mike Grodin, obviously. And uh, at least recently, they, they've been kind of doing some more things where they're stacking the slot and doing right. those excited sort of things. That's helping out Golden Tate, helping out Nelson Aguilar. So I just wanted to make that point real quick. Just one more quick thing. Real quick on Mike Rowe's first year versus Frank Reich's first year. Statistically points scored and offensive performance. Those guys are almost identical. Um, Groh is actually a little bit ahead of where Frank Reich performed his first year as offensive coordinator. So, you know, could be a little bit of getting the rust out. Could just be first year in the position jitters. Uh, I'm not ready to catapult the guy. I'm ready to keep him around for one more season and and see what happens next year because... Obviously, I'm we're, still we're putting up go. points. I'm not going to go. That was a rookie Carson Wentz, though, so the, so the playbook was a little bit different, a little bit more simplified than it is now. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. I mean, and, and, uh, coming up this weekend, um, we have the Washington Redskins, uh, a team <laughs> who has uh, had ups and downs in the season. They they were at at one point where they were like 6-3, and 6-2 yeah, at one point. Six they six lose Alex Smith. Uh, the wheels fall off. They lose some linemen here and there. They still play defense a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have uh, Josh Johnson, uh, Josh Johnson as their quarterback. Um, how are we, are we, you know, we're all talking about, you know, well, the scenarios of the Vikings losing and, you know, the, the, the Bears uh, winning and the Eagles uh, winning against the Redskins. Are we overlooking we are absolutely lo- overlooking them, but 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 is it's this okay because we're still going to steamroll. Them. Is this a Joe Webb type situation? No, or, or, no, or, don't, oh, even, God, that, we, don't even mention that. I'm not over that dude. Yeah, I'm not over that dude. 
But I mean, are we overlooking Washington at all? No, I, you, you think, said it. The, the wheels came off for them, and and to their credit, they held it together as long as they could. But they they got annihilated by injuries. Let's let's call this what it was. Twenty eight I mean, guys on IR. Yeah, they were a good. Yeah. They were a good football team. They were they were good on offense. They were very good on defense, and they've lost so many three fifths of their starting offensive line. Yeah, they lost their quarterback. They brought in the off season. They, they got killed on defense. Yeah. They lost their backup to the backup to the yeah. backup. Um, you know, they just got crushed with the injury bug and 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 couldn't they lost overcome Darius it. Geis at the beginning of the season yeah. with yeah. ACL, and 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 they've got dissension amongst the ranks. You know, uh, DJ Swearinger just got cut from the team. It was their arguably their best secondary player. You Signed can say Norman. Partners, right? He got picked up on waivers. Yep. Um, yeah, he didn't yeah. sign, which is to me an, a, a pretty big distinction because somebody thought enough of him to bring him back because he was originally a Cardinal. But if you're a Cardinal. Why are you doing that at this point, wasting a waiver claim on a guy that's not going to do anything for your team unless their plan is to maybe keep them for next season? But Charles, right? I think I think they're ready to roll over. You know, the Washington fans are, are tweeting it out that you know their season done, and this game doesn't mean much for them. So you got yeah. a prediction? Your p- prediction this week? I, I think we're just going to roll over them. I think you're looking at like a thirty to ten type game for the Birds. We're, we're going to hang it on them again, Vegas. Again, puts us up as a huge favorite. We're a seven-point favorite on the open right now, and that's on the road, which is a pretty big number. So I yep. think bird steamroll, they'll easily cover the seven as well. DS? I think it's similar, a little tighter, but like 24, not 9 to 12, 13 or something like that. They might get a couple touchdowns or a couple field goals and a touchdown. Um, I think the 24, though, will come, it'll come a lot harder than what, it sounds if I told you they're going to win twenty four ten, we're all confident. I think it might be more, you know, within a touchdown, and then whether it be you know a field goal at the end to extend it or a touchdown at the end to extend it, make it look a little bit better than than it was because you know th- their defense isn't bad. Uh, you know, it is it's actually ro- pretty good. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're they're pretty good. Um, but uh, I just don't think the Vikings uh, are going to lose. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's good, unfortunately, but. I, We'll, we'll handle this. I love, I love Washington having so much, you know, inner turmoil all the time. <laughs> I feel terrible about Alex Smith. His career might yeah. be in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. He, he's had an you infection. Know, yeah. Oh, he well. was in the hospital for a month. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um. Which, which is terrible. I don't want anyone to lose their, you know, their job or their career right. like that. But, God, you know, it's been like this for twenty years, and the guy, the guy still thinks it's someone else besides him. You know, it's great. Yeah. Um, in fire or cutting your best def- one of your best defensive players it's it's, it's a joke of a franchise yeah i was, I was just going to say it's and this is kind of getting back to a little gloom and doom sorry to do it but you know we started that amazing run last year in washington with me you e and michelle you know sitting in the dream seats and we didn't know what the future held for that season but i i kind of in agreement here with mike that tomorrow is the uh, the end of the 2018 campaign wow yeah. Off the Not, top rope with the elbow. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was it was all magic last year, and if I had to use a word to describe the team, it was just clutch. Um, but I think there's just too much out of our control here. Adrian, did you have a prediction on that? Yeah, I, I, I've got thirty-one thirteen Eagles. Uh, the thing that I'll say about the Redskins when they were six and three, playing good defense, running the football, Alex Smith was kind of the perfect quarterback for them, picking up those short third downs, keep moving the football, maintain the possession, play defense. That was their uh, style of play, and they were winning, but obviously now with all the injuries, you don't have the line anymore, so you can't really run as effectively. It's just not going to work out for the Skins. And are the Bears beating the Vikings? <sighs> Man, it's 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 more about what 
the 49ers are going to do it. I'll say this. The 49ers have at least looked a little bit better than they Nick were. Mullins, man. Yeah, Nick, Nick Mullins. Yeah. yeah. How about Nick Mullins? So, Mullins fan. I, I'm going to say that San Francisco hangs around because cause the Rams, they haven't looked the best the last month. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling, but I'll be the positive poly here. And I'm going to say that the Bears are going to do this thing. So, Diaz, you have uh, the, the Bears winning. I have the Vikings winning. Oh, just, wow. Just, and then you, you said it was the end here. I, yeah, I, I mean, the we, Vikings just are just guys. not that good. No, they're not. But, they're but not good. like, man, it just sucks the scenario here. Right. You know, if that game if that game was in San Fran, I'd feel a little better. I, w- I feel a lot you better. Know, but it, at, at, least, at least it's in L.A. and, like, it's not well a the, home field advantage for the Rams, really. I'm going to even this up here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the, uh, you know, the, the dream dream scenario in the, the 08 let's do it a decade baby. later let's bring do it, back. it baby the birds make it in man <laughs> jeff garcia 2.0 bro you know that was that was sitting in in louisville kentucky in a bar by myself the only eagles fan in, in 08 and watching michael bush ironically a university of louisville product yes yeah. so everyone else in the bar is rooting for him because it's him i'm rooting for him because <laughs> i knew all the scenarios for the birds but yeah i think the rams are just gonna they're just going to steamroll the Niners. Yeah, I, and hopefully that the you know the Redskins, you know uh, the Eagle fans that travel to go see the Redskins get to see a, a dub. You know, yeah. uh, we're, we're sort of planning on hoping to go down there on Sunday. I don't know if you Bird fans want to link up. A lot of us will be down there, um, but I mean it's it, it's just been a weird season. You know, it's mm-hmm. been an, uh, you know the expectations, the new norm. A lot of us were expecting certain things. I mean the injury bug hit us again two years in a row. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's hard to win when you, you you're banged up like they are. But we've had a lot of back backups step up this year. A lot of rookies that stepped up this year. Uh, and, and you know, a, a guy like Avante Maddox, guy that we were talking Ooh-wee. about, a guy who's been covering uh, some of the top notch receivers like Odell Beckham this season. Uh, who else? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he's lights out. I got numbers on him too. So, 102 snaps the, the last two weeks. 13 targets, five receptions allowed, 59 yards. Uh, 21 quarterback rating allowed for Avante Maddox. Wow, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, CB one. Fifth CB1, rounder. CB one, he called it. CB one. Oh, wow. He's going to be our CB one. Fifth rounder. Uh, but uh, uh, thinking back uh, on the season, uh, a big thing that we do here at Fourth and John, we do tailgates. We like to bring people together, man. Uh, it's all right about on. bringing fans together, enjoying the birds the way they know how, uh, having these moments. I talked in, in the beginning. I talk about life and having these moments, and it's you. You never know when your your last day is here, man. Uh, you, but when we're at tailgates. We're meeting people we've never met before. We're meeting people that we always see all the time. Uh, Classic Jeff is here. Uh, but just having these people that, you know, make your days brighter and better, uh, make these eagle wins brighter and better, uh, it, it's good to have, uh, you know, meet different people at, yeah. at the tailgate. It was great to ha- chill with you guys during the Super Bowl. Dude, that I mean, was awesome. I'll never I was f- there. I will never forget. Yeah, me and I kept photobombing in, in, in his in There's his fireworks going off behind <laughs> me. Uh, I I had the best time of my life. I will never forget that, man. Absolutely. I will never forget Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, and big shout out to um, Conchi Bake Bakery. Oh, man. right on. Been holding yeah. down the tailgate. Tina. You know, Tina's done a, done a phenomenal job. The, the the designs she puts on these pizzas are crazy. crazy. She yeah. comes just, up with she comes up with things. We just make a suggestion to her. 
and she has some some crazy design. It's crazy. They, there's so much they can do with Parmesan cheese. <laughs> if, you if you don't know for tomato pie, you got to give that a roll. Because you know, that is some of the best I've ever yeah. had in my life. And, uh, you know, also shout out to Bud Light. They've been doing, uh, you know, holding us down, man. Uh, appreciate the partnership. That, that was a surprise this season. But, I mean, the Eagle fans have been phenomenal this year. They they show up. I call them the White Walkers because they show up at. <laughs> they will go to Tennessee. I mean, yeah, oh. the Nashville, the Nashville. I've I've yeah. been putting together uh, t- earlier today. I was starting to put together just a little retrospect on yeah. on twenty eighteen for the Green Legion, just because of so many events we had. This was like the biggest year. Yeah, you guys best destinations. It, yeah, but just then you look back, man. I remember that Atlanta tailgate. I remember that Minnesota tailgate. Oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, I remember the parade. And then, you know, Canton from Dawkins to, you know, Tampa and then Nashville. Uh, all these cities. All Don't London. Forget London. London. I London, ran, too, I ran bro. Into, we, we, we were, uh, Classic Jeff and I were kind of texting back and forth a couple days trying to link up and just, you know, I'm running around like in, like a crazy person. We ended up meeting up at the Admiralty, <laughs> unplanned. <laughs> I just kind of, oh hey what's up and he and uh, and and Jeff happens to be talking with Liam Jenkins from uh, from yeah. across the oh, pond yeah. and I'd be talking to Liam and and Jeff would be talking to Liam it's like oh hey this is just a big Eagles globe we and say man, Eagles I Nation him on my show. it's not yeah and then Adrian <laughs> had him on a show it was it was this crazy circle it's Eagles globe I tell you yeah, I, mean, I, feel, I feel like the birds community like really got so much closer. Last season, yeah, you know, there's so mm. many people that are doing great things in the birds, birds community, right. and a bunch of you guys are right in front of me. So, I mean, that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. it's been a crazy year. I mean, really, honestly, uh, a Super Bowl win, a Dawkins induction, and London all in the same year. I mean, one one of those things in a given year, it, and you got engaged, and you yeah, got engaged. And I get engaged. Yeah. What a year! But guys, I just want to you know thank you for showing up today, man. Uh, happy holidays to all you guys out there. Appreciate all your support. Out, out there on uh, the interwebs give us a like give us a follow rate review uh, but it's been a great year and it, we're gonna start off with a bang if you guys want to join we come on <laughs> on the road to victory E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to 4th and John. Wait, what the f*** is a John anyway?